And here this morning on the couch, talking together here is Kylie Smith. Let's welcome Kylie. Now, you know, I have known Kylie for a long time. I think I've known her since, well, certainly in her teen years. And um, I have done life with Kylie. Kylie is also my executive assistant at work. So I am very, very blessed to have Kylie as my assistant. She is amazing. And she, she does so much for me to help me. She's been, we've been on leadership team here at this church for 22 years. And so we've done a lot of life together. And, you know, one thing about Kylie is Kylie is um, quite shy in some ways. She's certainly a person who is not one for the stage, all right? And, um, and over recent years, I've walked a journey with her um, through what we're going to share about today. And I really felt that it, was, um, it would be really helpful if she could share her testimony. So... Knowing that she doesn't like coming out the front and talking, she's great behind the scenes. Let me tell you, I mean, honestly, our church has experienced her amazing behind-the-scenes work for years. Wouldn't you all agree? Incredible. Incredible. And she truly, she's creative, amazing, does, just brings beauty into everything that she does. And we've all been blessed by that, Kylie. And so when I felt like we had this series, What Makes My Faith Strong, I said to the teaching team, I'd really like to ask Kylie so, to speak and um, to share her testimony. And so I actually thought she probably won't because <laughs> she's not one to come out the front. And so, Kylie, you actually said yes. <laughs> Why did you agree? Uh, so as Pam said, sharing is... This is just very much out of my comfort zone. This is not where I am. On the stage is not where I am. I'm a behind-the-scenes girl. I'm happy to do whatever anyone asks me to do, but not here. And so um, when a few weeks ago, Joel spoke on the stage and he said, if you ever get asked to share, you should say yes. And so here I am today because, because of that. Um, I also don't think it's a coincidence that I have been asked to share today because what we're going to talk about actually happened in this time frame two years ago. So the September-October holidays was when my world, our world, our family world changed. So I'm sorry. It was such a significant um, time and I can remember because... Um, Kylie got the, got the news, and she, I'm going to ask you to share the story in, with us in a moment. And um, uh, during the holidays, um, most people who work in schools in in admin don't work in the school holidays. They have what you know. They 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 work for 40 weeks of the year. Kylie works a lot more, but. Um, She's very generous in her t with her time. But so in this week, she wasn't at work and I was. And she rang me up and she said, can I come in and see you? Which was very unusual. I mean, if it was a work thing, she would have said, I just need to come in and do this. But she just said, can I, you know, is there a time that I can come and see you? And I thought, that's a bit odd. Why would she be wanting to do that? And then she came in. And um, so I'll, I'll get you to share your story with us, Kylie. Yeah, so I have it written down, so um, just in case I stumble, so I, I may just refer to those notes a bit. 
So I, um, two years ago, I I sort of um, had been experiencing some changes, um, you know, in in my body. And if you know me, I'm not someone that races to the doctors. I, you know, pretty much have to be pushed pushed out the door. And so I sort of had gone to the GP, and I. Um, you know, I had told the doctor what was happening and she said, look, I think it could be this, but let's let's just keep a watch on it. Let's just see, you know, what's happening. And so time went on. It was a very busy time um, at school. It was term three, so, you know, it was leading up to um, year 12 finishing. Annabelle was in year 12 and she was finishing school and it was very emotional and, you know, things things were just happening. But I said to Cameron, I'm just not sure that things are going along as what it was. And I really felt that the, what had was happening had changed. There were things that were going on. And so I made an appointment to see the GP. And I was able to get in on the first Tuesday of the school holidays. And so I went along to the GP and I said to the GP, look, I don't think it's exactly what you thought it was before. I think we probably need to um, just do some investigation some more. And so she did an examination and she, um, she actually found a lump. And she said, look, I think you need to go and see a specialist about this lump that we found. And this was Tuesday, the 29th of September. So it's all around this, this time of the year. And so... Um, I, she emailed a referral to a specialist who was able to get me, um, she referred, sent the specialist referral off and she said, when you go home, give them a call. And, you know, specialist, you can't get in, you don't, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to get in. And so I rang Cameron and I said, oh, I'm not too sure what to do. And he said, well, just go home, ring up and see. So I rang the specialist and... Um, they had a cancellation for the next day, which is just so much out of what normally happens with a specialist. And so I was um, went and um, saw the specialist, and they um, did a. Um, it was COVID, so we were right in the heat of in the middle of COVID in 2020. So you had to do everything you had to do. You had to do by yourself. And so I went to the specialist appointment and um, Cameron came with me and he stayed in the car. So I had to go into the specialist by myself. And um, so he did an examination. He said, yes, you know, I can feel what your doctor has um, felt. Um, and he was talking and he's saying all this stuff and I must have looked so overwhelmed. The look on my face must have been, you know, this frightened look. And he said to me, are you here by yourself? And I said, oh, no, my husband is in the car. And he said, why don't you go and get him? Go and get him and bring him in. So this was a stage of COVID where no one was going anywhere and we were all doing everything we were told to do. So Cameron had stayed in the car because of this. And so um, he said, go get Cameron. And so Cameron came in and I really felt that God had understood how desperate I felt, that how I needed him to come with me at that time. And it made a difference because Cameron is my rock and I needed him with me. And God knew that. He knew my heart and he knew what I needed. 
He opened the door for Cameron to be able to come in and to listen to all that the doctor had to say. And from there, it was a whole lot of tests that we were sent for. So two years ago today, I was booked in for an MRI scan. Um, and for this, you know, you have to go into a, uh, like a tunnel. I had to lay still. A noisy machine went around and around me. I was very fearful of the MRI, and I remember saying to Pam, I just don't know what the MRI entails. I don't know what's going to happen and how claustrophobic I was going to feel. Actually, let me... When she told me that, I said, honestly, I would hate going into that tunnel. I would be... I, honestly, I don't know how you did it, but, you know, that, that in itself seems pretty overwhelming to me. Yeah, and so as I laid there in this unit, still and quiet, I, a song came to me that we had sung on the Sunday before I went in, and we were actually, uh, the song that, that came was, um, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, and I repeated that song over and over again as I laid there in this noisy machine that... I, wasn't, I might have been surrounded by the machine that I was inside, but God was with me as, as I laid there. That's, that's right. You know, when Kylie shared that with me, I thought, you know, we come on Sundays and we worship God. It's an offering of worship to him for, for us to share our hearts with him, to tell him how much we love him, to be in awe of him. And you might think, oh, we come, we sing three songs, um, you know, it's, it's what we do. Um, and some people sort of think, well, you know, maybe I'll just wait till it's over and I'll come a bit later. But you know what? That time is significant because that is being sown into your spirit. As you worship here in this place on a Sunday morning, what you are giving to God, God is sowing back into your spirit. And so then as you go through the week, he draws it out of you in your circumstances. And so it's really, really important that we understand that this is not just about three songs. This is about worshipping Almighty God, but it's also about allowing God to minister into our spirits. This is how our faith becomes strong. Because as he ministers into our spirits, this becomes truth in us. And then when we need it, he draws it. And so Kylie's lying there in the MRI and God is saying to him, you may think you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by me. Over and over again, as that machine was there, that is what got her through that time. And it was because she had come out of church on Sunday where that had been ministered into her spirit. While she was ministering to God, God's ministering to her. This is the power of worship. It's so important. We must never underestimate how important that is. Sorry, Kylie, go on. <laughs> so it was uh, the long weekend. And um, so on the Tuesday, I was booked in for a colonoscopy um, at Lingard Hospital. So things were moving very quickly. And I was, I was absolutely sure that God had his hand on every step, every step that I was taking because things were happening so fast. So on the Wednesday of the second week of the holidays, I got a call from the specialist to say that I had stage one bowel cancer. When you hear the C word, you go into survival mode. I remember sitting on our back deck in the afternoon and um, I was overwhelmed with all I'd heard because 
on the telephone, you know, the specialist was saying, now this is what's going to happen, you're going to have to come see me, you're going to have to have this, we're going to do this. And I, I just remember being very overwhelmed and sitting on the back deck all afternoon. And I reached for my phone because I wanted to hear worship. I wanted to hear, you know, just wanted to, just wanted to fill my head with something. And so I really felt God say, listen. So I opened my phone and the first song that was played in the playlist that I chose was a song by Bethel and the song was, You're Going to Be Okay. The words of the song go, I know it's all you've got to just be strong and it's a fight just to keep it together. I know that you think that you are too far gone but hope is never lost. Hold on, don't let go. Just put, um, just take one step closer. Put one foot in front of the other. You've got, you'll get through this. Just follow the light in the darkness. You're going to be okay. From that moment, I knew I was going to be okay. God had given me his promise. So I saw the specialist on the Thursday and um, I was told what was needed in the operation. They needed to remove the lump that they had found. Uh, so that involved either having a stoma for three months um, while the area healed or a stoma for life. So I had two circles drawn on my stomach, one on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, which meant it was for three months and that they would then go back in and repair it. Uh, the other side, on the left-hand side, was that it was something that I would have for the rest of my life. So, and it was permanent. So when I went into the operation, I knew this. I knew what each side meant. And so the first thing I asked in recovery, they told me was which side, because I wanted to know whether it was something that I had to live with, you know, a time frame that I had. So they said um, it's on the left-hand side. So I knew that that, for me, was a change of, for change in life and a life in circumstances. So the first thing I said to Cam, and this is in COVID, so Cameron could only come and see me for one hour a day um, in the hospital. It was from um, four o'clock to five o'clock of an afternoon. So I had to deal with all these changes and everything that was happening um, by myself. And so the first thing I said to Cameron when he came in the door was, it's on the left-hand side. And I was so disappointed because I had, you know, really thought that going in that, um, that maybe it was going to be, you know, the right side and so then they would go in and repair it, but it wasn't. And this, you know, was probably, you know, the first disappointment that I had through this whole journey. Uh, the healing process has taken a really long time and I've had many um, disappointments up to today. Um, I had wounds that didn't heal and so I had to have like a um, suction um, bandage um, that they said to me when I went in, they said, oh, it's going to be really small, you're going to be able to put it in your pocket. And so when I woke up, I woke up to this machine that was about this big I had to have it for 24 hours a day that just pumped 24 hours a day. And so I looked at it and I said, I can't put that in my pocket. <laughs> and they said, no, no, you can't put it in your pocket. You're going to have to carry it around. And I was like, how am I going to carry that around to work? And 
I just, anyway, so I bought a Mimco bag <laughs> and I wrapped this machine that pumped really loud into my Mimco bag and I looked like the queen. I had a bag <laughs> that I carried around all day, every day, and I had, they said, oh, it'll, you'll only need it for two weeks. Um, so when I went back, they said, oh, look, we, you, you need another two weeks. And I was like, I can't carry this around for another two weeks. Like, you was, I was sleeping with it, so we would have this thing beside the bed. And so we had, like, blankets and towels and blankets and towels so you couldn't hear it because it was just this thing that pumped all the time. So that was a really dis another disappointment. I've had parastoma hernias and operations. My last operation that I had was um, April uh, this year. So I've had, you know, lots of disappointments and lots of things that have happened along the way. But there's three things uh, that have kept my faith strong through the journey. It was the word of God, there was worship, and there was the name of Jesus. Wow. And I can tell you that um, Kylie coming every day into work, and I know that she'd say, look, I have to go to the doctors today, hoping that that day that they'd say the healing was getting better and it was going to be okay. She'd come back from the doctors to work and I'd say, how was it? It's no better. This went on month after month after month for a year. But, you know, in all of that time, Kylie, you kept... So, you know, you, you would encourage other people. When we were struggling with the disappointment for you, you would be encouraging us. Honestly, it was incredible. The way that you had hope, the way that you had... Um, that your faith through that time when it was so challenging and, and so many disappointments, so many times when you were hoping and then it wouldn't happen, but you kept pushing through and you kept encouraging us in our faith as well, which was amazing. I wonder if there were particular scripture verses that really meant a lot to you in that time that you really helped you through this. Yeah, so um, God gave me um, a new revelation of Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 was something that I uh, learned off by heart, I knew off by heart, and I, so I would say it, repeat it over and over. So it was times of, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Because I had everything I needed for the journey, God had given me everything because he was my shepherd and he was taking care of me. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet streams. I needed, he, this verse, you know, really resonated because I needed the time to heal, to take the time. I needed him to say to me, Kylie, you need to take this time to heal. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. He would give me all I needed for the season that I was walking in, for the journey that I was on. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This was a really important um, part of the verse, the verses of Psalm 23 because there were times of darkness. There were times when I couldn't see the light. I couldn't see, um, I felt like, you know, you're in a tunnel and you, you know when you can't see that light. But I was assured that God would be my comfort. 
You prepare a table before me, before my enemies, in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because there were times when I couldn't see past what was happening to me, there was a dark place. There were times when I um, said to God, um, you know, while I was in, in the midst of this darkness, um, why me? Why, why has this happened to me? I'm good. I've, I've done everything that you've, you know, I've been, that's been asked of me. I, I used to say, I say to Cameron, it's really not fair. It's not fair that I have to walk this, that I have to be, you know, even it, um, have to do everything. Why is it that it's happened to me? But even when I was at my lowest, when I felt I didn't have anything else, I knew I had Jesus. I knew I had him to cling to. I knew that he was there for me. I knew that he caught every tear that I cried. And there were lots of tears. You can ask Cameron. There were lots and lots of tears. But he caught them and he saw me. And he heard the cries, and he and he heard, you know, the cry of my heart, um, and he um, he was there for me in that really lowest time. It's interesting, isn't it? In that scripture of Psalm twenty-three, it says, um, "When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death," and I think that was one thing that that um, Kylie that you said that that yes, it was dark, but God was walking with you through it. And that that gave you the assurance that it was going to bring you out to the other side. It wasn't that you felt that it was a, it was a valley of death, but it was the dark place that he would walk through, that he was with you, that he would take you through to the other side. And so um, even with all of these disappointments, you, you could keep going because you knew he was with you. Were there any other scriptures? Uh, yes. I also had Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 that says... Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I, I didn't understand. I didn't, um, I didn't understand why this was happening. Like it says in the verse, lean not on your own understanding. It was a time when um, really um, God told me to just not lean on my understanding but to lean on him uh, that he was going to help me that trusting God with all my heart was the answer and that's why I knew um, and how I knew that God was with me I heard a message um, this year and it was about Lot and his wife and the scripture just simply says remember Lot's wife now, Lot, um, Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Uh, before, this, before I heard this, I was continually looking back. I was continually wishing that I, my life was back to the way it is because there were a lot of changes and there's a lots of things that ne- I have to now deal with because of, of the cancer that I had. Um, but I was constantly saying to Cameron... I want to be normal. I want to be normal. I want to be back to the thing. And Cameron used to say to me, well, what is normal? Where, you know, what is normal? 
So when I heard this message, I really felt God saying to me, stop looking behind, stop wanting what was, but step into the life that I have for you. Now, it's not going to be the same as what it was. It's not going to be, you know, the normal that you thought you had. But I have great things for you. It's a constant battle and I'm constantly being reminded of this lesson um, that I don't want to be found looking back, but I, also, I always want to be found looking forward. And I think that is what makes your faith strong. When you look back, often we can be looking back and, and, and being disappointed and wishing and, and for things that have gone. But when we do that, we're missing out on looking forward to what God has for us now, to looking forward and seeing, you know, that God, it is different, but it doesn't mean that it's worse. It just means it's different. And God will be more than enough in every circumstance. And that's why our faith can be strong, because we look forward with hope because of who God is, because of how powerful he is, because of how he works all things together for good. His promises are sure. So Kylie, you were talking, you said the word of God. We've, we've heard some of those scriptures and worship. You mentioned a couple of songs earlier. Was there any other, any other worship songs that helped you? Yeah, so um, God uh, spoke to me through lots of worship songs. But one, one of the songs that um, clearly uh, stood out to me through this time was, I'll praise you before my breakthrough. Um, the words of this song go, I know the tension of the now and I don't always understand. I don't always get to see everything. When I'm holding up my hands, when I'm counting every breath, Lord, all I know is I need you. You choose me. I'll praise before my breakthrough, till my song becomes my triumph. I will sing because I trust you. I will bring my heart. I will lift my song. When I'm listening for your voice and I'm shutting out the noise, I know that you will speak clearly. When I'm living out by faith, when I'm stepping on the sea, I know you take my hand and walk with me, walk with me. It's a daily process it's not something that um, has, you know, just become a big breakthrough and suddenly I'm fine and everything's great. But it's continually praising, it's continually having faith, it's continually trusting and knowing that God sees me and that some days are really still really hard. Um, it's not one big breakthrough, as I said, but I've, you know, praising God and finding victory just for today just seeing, um, you know, what, what happens today. Getting my breakthrough happens day by day. It's having um, continual faith in knowing that God is my healer, that he, um, whether it's healing here on earth or it's healing in heaven, that God, you know, has seen me. And so really just praising God before that breakthrough came. That's interesting, isn't it? We often think that it's all like we're waiting for that moment when it's perfect. But actually, it's praising God and getting the daily breakthrough. We will get a breakthrough consistently and then the final breakthrough will be when we break through to heaven. And what a day that will be. But here we can still have breakthrough by praising Jesus. And that's how our faith stays strong. 
Finally, Kylie, um, the other thing you said, you said the word of God, you said worship and the name of Jesus. We've been singing about that this morning. Um, how did you find that the name of Jesus helped you? So I um, constantly um, called on the name of Jesus. I would say the name of Jesus um, over and over um, when I was experiencing pain, uh, when I couldn't sleep, when I felt I uh, couldn't do what was in front of me that was hard. I found the strength um, in Jesus' name. So I would just say Jesus, the name of Jesus. Um, and I just found that the strength just in his name was enough to, to get me through and to be able to cope what was in front of me. Uh, this week I was listening to a, a message um, from Bill Johnson um, from Bethel and he recently lost his wife to cancer and um, people have asked him, well, why didn't God heal your wife? You know, why, why, why didn't he heal her? And Bill Johnson says to people, God doesn't work for me, but I work for him. And I was reminded of this because God doesn't owe me anything. He didn't owe me my healing. He didn't owe me, um, you know, he's not my fairy godmother. Like, he just, you know, he didn't owe me that. But what he gave me was he enabled me to know that he, um, he loved me and that he is there for me and he... Um, enabled to me to to walk the journey that I was on yeah. and that, um, you know, he was with me quickly to see doctors in doctor's appointments. Uh, the time from finding the cancer to the removal was a month. I had, you know, found the cancer and by the end of October I had the operation to remove, to remove the bowel cancer. Doors opened quickly. I knew God was with me. I might not have always felt strong, but I had Jesus with me every moment as well, as my family and my friends who supported me through this journey. And as it says in the song, the king of my heart that we sing here, it says, you're never going to let me down. And I never felt um, alone. I always felt that God was with me and um, I felt supported and loved and, um, yeah, that's great, Kylie. That's wonderful. Um, I, I think that, you know, in Matthew 7 it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds their house upon a rock. You can see Kylie has built a house on a rock. And so when the storm has come, she hasn't, the house has not come crashing down. It hasn't been destroyed because she's built a house on a rock, on the word of God. And that's what we need to do. That's why we come together to build our house, to, to what we're doing in our life, to, so that we are strong. And, you know, we're singing that song earlier this morning. It's interesting because Jess chose those songs apart from what Kylie was going to say. But, you know, it says about all of God's promises are yes. It's a yes from him and an amen from us. And Kylie hears the promise. Kylie heard the promises of God. And he said, yes, Kylie, they're for you. And then she said, amen, to God be the glory. And that's how we have to approach. And, you know, when we do that, then we have confidence. My confidence is God's faithfulness. That's how we remain strong. I'm going to invite the band to come. The name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, devils flee. 
His name has been exalted above every other name. So everything has to come under his name. Let's remember that as we go into each day, the name of Jesus. Everything has to, to, to bow to the name of Jesus. His name is so powerful. So find hope. When all the world seems lost, behold the triumph of the cross. His power has trampled death and grave. Our life found in His name, the greatest name of all, Jesus. Let's thank Kylie for sharing this morning. And we thank the Lord for His faithfulness, for His faithfulness every day. We can trust Him with our lives. Our faith becomes strong as we trust Him and walk with Him every step of the way.